0: This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast.
1: Drive the Lane Podcast. Getting back to our roots today. We have an exclusive Ohio State basketball episode, including an interview with former Ohio State assistant and current Memphis Grizzlies assistant, scoony pen full disclosure we ask them a couple questions about the grizzlies but this is a ohio state basketball episode sponsored by high street tees they make our shirts and we want you to go and buy our shirts buy them for valentine's day for your loved ones and use our discount code dtl15 for 15 percent off your entire order on high street tees these shirts are awesome if you give them to your girlfriend or boyfriend they might just start straight up crying right in front of you out of pure joy what do you think about that, Joe? Tears if you get our shirt.
0: I think first and foremost, Scoony Pen is most notably a former Ohio State basketball player. Right. Went to a Final Right. Two-time Player of the Year. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll they'll cry about the T-shirt stuff. Yeah, they'll cry. Sorry. Well, I, I was just
1: more I was just more focusing on the last couple of years, which is why his name was was back to quote unquote relevancy within the Ohio do you know State what world. Real name is? Is it like Leon? James. I, James? Is it like Leon, James, Scooney, Pen? Yeah, James, James I think there's two. On Wikipedia, I think there's two. Uh,
0: I, we, me and Robbie Rocky, we would call him James. Um, anyway, back to the shirts.
1: Back to the shirts. If you get them for your loved ones, you will see your loved ones crying out of pure joy. Literally crying. So go to highstreettees.com slash DTL. Use our promo code DTL15 and buy the shirts. And we... We'll love you. In the name of Valentine's Day, we will love you. I think it's safe to say. Let's get to this this episode. We got a lot to digest. Buckle up and drive the lane.
0: All right. Fresh off a 15-hour trip to Wisconsin and back, which usually takes about four hours total driving time. We are the Drive the Lane Podcast. I'm Joey Lane. With me, as always, is Andrew Zolden. Andrew did not come with me. He was in uh, Columbia, Missouri, at at a different college than I was at.
1: Where the Missouri Tigers actually took care of business this weekend and beat Arkansas.
0: Okay. Well, we also, (laughs) obviously, won on the road. Uh, If if you told me at the beginning of the week they were going to go one and one against Michigan and Wisconsin, both on the road, everyone in the world would take that. What would you have thought the win would have been, though? Michigan is terrible. It's hard to win, and it's hard, Not they're not terrible, but they're it's way harder to win at the Kohl Center than it is to win mm-hmm. at Michigan. What'd you think about uh, from today's game? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It, we were st- the first like ten minutes of the game. I was like, oh my god, we're gonna we're gonna win. <laughs> we're playing so well. The defense looks great. We're knocking down shots. Um, and then poof, sixteen zero run to end the half. I mean, that's just. 16-0 run. I mean, that's just insurmountable. If you weren't watching the game and you were following on your phone, if you looked... you would have refreshed twice, and we would have been down ten, and then we would have been tied, down eight, down ten, down eighteen, all in like. So I was, I was watching,
1: I was watching the game on my phone, and then I went to get some food with like three minutes left in the first half, and I refreshed when I got to the place I was getting food, and they were down eighteen and a half. So yeah. it was just. This is a this is just such an up and down team who, as we tweeted earlier, has not had a win streak of longer than three games since starting nine and zero. But that's just the that's the nature of the Big Ten. You don't win on the road, but they did it this week.
0: The only team that hasn't had a two game losing streak since the Big Ten started is Illinois, but they just lost to Maryland, so they could have a two game losing streak if they lose their next game. Yeah. every team will have a two game losing.
1: Streak. We we dropped the ball on on Illinois by calling them frauds.
0: Hey. The season is young.
1: The season is young.
0: Well, it's not young. The season is young.
1: Big game against Rutgers on Wednesday, but let's talk about that. Is Michigan.
0: it at Rutgers or at home? At home. For who? Ohio at, State. At, for...
1: I was saying oh, Ohio State oh, has a big game. Illinois. Ohio State has a big game at home against Rutgers.
0: Oh, we're talking about
1: but before we get to that, we should start. It wasn't all bad this week, as we discussed. The Michigan game was freaking awesome.
0: I mean, we've won three out of our last four. We just yeah. came off a three-game winning streak. The Michigan oh, game. God.
1: They're not
0: supposed to go into Wisconsin and win. They they made like 14 threes, which is the second most threes they've made all year. Brevin Pritzel, who sounds like a knockoff pretzel yeah. company, had 20 points. You can't – I mean, the dude averages probably closer to like six. I mean, when he scores 20 points, I'm guessing they've never lost. <laughs> uh, I think
1: I think Ohio State, Lenardi has them right now as a as a seven seed. I think they're going to move between – 10-6 and six for the remainder of the season. I think you're looking at a tournament team, but I don't think you're looking at a team that's going to be... You know, talent-wise, we believe that they're higher than a six seed. But record-wise and what's kind of happened in the second half of the season, I don't think you're going to see a team that goes into the NCH, unless they have an, a big run, incredible run, which it might take an incredible run depending on seeding in the Big Ten tournament. But I think you're going to see a 7-10 to 10 seed in March Madness, which... Maybe you're the favorite in a game. You know who knows, but I, it'll be it'll be interesting because we could see the Villanova team in March Madness, and they could get to the Sweet 16. We could also see, or we Bay- could, see, the, could
0: see Baylor. We could see Stephen F. Austin. We could no, see I'm saying
1: I'm saying we could see the Ohio State team Oh, oh they played against oh, Villanova, oh, I'd and they like could that make it to the much. Sweet 16. Like or we could see much. the Ohio State team that played at Penn State, and it could be a first round loss. You know, it's just it's a it's an up and down season. But, uh, that's it. Roller coaster season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I. Don't, it's crazy to talk about the NCAA tournament. It, uh, it's just I look at it as from a player's perspective. From if I was in the program, like the last thing on our minds would be. And I'm assuming this is the truth now. Be thinking about the NCAA tournament because. You just, at this point in the year when it's been such a roller coaster like you're talking about, you just got to think about, like, take each game for what it is, and you're just trying to win that one game and keep going on one-game winning streaks and stuff. And I think that this is just a massive, massive week for, for Ohio State, not only for the tournament, um, but also um, just for their psyche. you got to win games at home against teams you're supposed I'm sure they'll be favored in both games against Rutgers and Purdue this week. So
1: Purdue is such a confusing
0: team. I don't know. They're just so bad on the road, but, but they, but they were so great against Indiana, but that's a rivalry game and it's in the same state. So it's really a road game? You know, yeah. I, just, I don't know. They probably bust there. Didn't fly. That's probably what it is. Yeah. They Fly. It's probably, it but I don't know people. If people are being negative about Ohio state, I haven't even got a chance to look at Twitter really, because like I said, I was in the freaking car all day today and there's just like not a ton of cell service, but if Ohio state wins this game, Against Wisconsin, we probably would have been ranked in the top twenty-five. Yeah, and exactly. Sh- I was and then say people that. would yeah. shut their mouths about this team. I did I got people tweeting at me saying, "What would you say to someone who's who thinks Holtman should be fired?" I'm like, I, "Like, I don't even respond. Dumb. I like stop. Like, the sky's not follow falling. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: I do think. I do think in years past, there's no way at this point in the season the NCAA tournament is going through your mind. But I almost feel like, you know, they're not fighting to win the Big Ten right now is the thing. You know, they really are fighting to get a better seed in NCAA tournament. In years past, yeah. you're fighting for maybe a higher seed in the Big Ten tournament. You're maybe trying to win the Big Ten regular season, which is a little different than what you were used to the last two years with Holtman, especially the year with Kada. I think maybe there's not more focus from the coaches on the NCAA tournament, but that is really the goal. Is to make sure that you position yourself to get into the NCAA tournament yeah. at this point when you're not looking at a Big Ten regular season championship.
0: Yeah. If you take it, if you take it a step back and look big picture, and you don't think about okay, we just have to beat Rutgers on Tuesday or whenever they play them Wednesday. I have no idea. Then you're thinking of okay, how we got to make sure that we don't have to play in the first four games in the big or the first um, two games, two games, four first teams four teams, yeah, in the Big Ten tournament, and how can we, you know get get a favorable matchup, I guess, in the um, NCAA tournament, whatever that looks like. I, I I, don't know. It's just hard. The beginning of the year is, like, so exciting when you're talking about the NCAA tournament because you're talking about, okay, are we going to get, you know, cl- are we going to be playing close to home? Are we going to have a one seed, which is, like, you know, one seeds go to the Sweet 16 every single time, you know. So, so I don't know. It's just um, right now they're playing better basketball, and that's all that really matters. Right now,
1: and this means close to nothing. But interesting, just an interesting thing to look at is right now in Ohio State's little little mini region that Lenardi has predicted, which means nothing. It's just interesting what it is. It's Ohio State seven, Rhode Island ten, West Virginia two, Montana fifteen in Cleveland, which sets up which sets up a potential West Virginia, Ohio State, Cleveland rematch. First, we
0: would have to get past Fats Russell.
1: I'm just. It's just. It is a. It is a funny. They scenario. shit on purpose. Right. They
0: already does that shit on purpose. But I, if
1: you look at the other Big Ten teams, like Michigan's a nine seed, but they'll probably drop again. Uh, Maryland. They just be Michigan State. It's so confusing because they'll probably stay. Yeah,
0: they'll when probably stay. they have stay. livers, they're really, really good. When they yeah. don't have livers, they're really, really bad. Uh, how, about, how about Xavier Simpson?
1: <laughs> Kyle, Kyle <laughs> Young's jersey should go in the basketball hall of fame.
0: Yeah. The I ripped mean, jersey.
1: Have you ever seen that? No, a rip. Obviously, it was, I've seen like a, you've seen like a rip.
0: Yeah, like a rip by the arm, by or, the sleeve, or or, or, like, or LeBron like Lebron ripped it, his sleeves the, off. But you never see like just like a ripped it himself. But you never see just, just like in the middle of a jersey. How does that even happen? Uh, you he grabbed that shit yeah. and ripped it off. Yeah. Like, should we talk about the Michigan game a little bit? Well, let's talk about the Michigan game. Ha- yeah, so I, mean, so I mean, we so have we'll, been.
1: We can talk about the Indiana game a little bit too. It's hard. It's hard, especially because this is coming out on a monday and the game yeah. was on a sunday it's hard to kind of even think about five days ago six days ago okay, but so that we'll was a great
0: game to hang your head on so quickly look we can talk about indiana game we took care of business we're a better team than indiana we proved it it was never in doubt pretty much the entire way i was honored at halftime as a captain and i was in a suite with all the other former captains and barely watched any of the game because there was you know there's popcorn and there's drinks and lots of uh, different players like Matt Terwilliger and and and, and Matt Sylvester, um, who have little tiny kids running around in there. Were um, Deibler's Deibler's kids Diebler's there? Deibler was in a different suite, but he was the, he was there with his little munchkins, um, and it was a blast. But we took care of business. It was never really in doubt. They barely covered the spread, which was hilarious because they were up like fifteen all game. Um, uh, and, and uh, it was What great. was the spread? Do you remember? It was like seven and a half, and they won by nine, I think, because me, mm-hmm. me and my dad were joking about it when, when uh, Indiana made a three, like right at the end of the game. We are like, oh, no. <laughs> um, but in terms of the Michigan game, which was, that was Tuesday, so like that's basically a week from when this is coming out. Uh, that game was so awesome because it's so rewarding to win those types of games. I think I said that after the Cincinnati game. It almost feels better to win a game when neither team is scoring a lot. Both teams are really physical. It's like the battle of the bronze. Like
1: it feels better. It feels better after, but during it's it's pretty stressful.
0: Well, yes, but every, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's why it feels better because you feel yeah. yeah, exactly. Like,
1: but how would you compare that feeling to the? And we always bring this game up because it's the best game ever, the Villanova game. You know, where you just demolish a team that. In the last three years, has won two championships. Yeah, last no, four I mean years won two championships, and, and that's
0: a, a home in front of your home crowd. And like, but there's something about winning on the road in those battles, especially against Michigan, who we consider a rival. Obviously, um, it's just more satisfying and rewarding. Whereas the win against Villanova is awesome, and you want to party. The win after Michigan is like, is like hell yeah, like, like let's take a nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It was just so, I mean, it was just so, so awesome because that's a game that, you know, you don't have to win because it's hard to win on the road, you know. You don't have to win it. You're not expected to win it. But when you have a chance, you better capitalize on it. And, and they absolutely did. Made some clutch free, th- free throws at the end. Kyle Young was awesome. Caleb was incredible. Um, I don't think it's a secret or a, or a coincidence that when Caleb plays really well, uh, we win. Uh, today against Wisconsin, Caleb did not play well, and we lost. No. Um, but, but yeah, that Michigan game was awesome. and Yeah. And, and just, like, I mean, just, oh, God, it was so, so fun.
1: It's weird because I feel like Kyle Young four-point games and Kyle Young ten-point games are such a big difference. Even though they may win by more than that six-point difference or whatever, he – it's like when he gets his points are so important or when he'll grab a rebound. And usually if he has 10 points, it's because Wesson's having a better game and they're playing more to him and the the lane is more open for offensive rebounds and, and putbacks and stuff like that, which is, it's weird where he would have more points when Wesson has more points. But if you look at past games, the better that Wesson plays, the better stats-wise that Kyle Young plays.
0: Yeah, I guess what that boils down to, in my opinion, is when you're kind of like what I was talking about before, when the role players, when they play really well, I mean, you tend to win games, mm. you know, like, cause you, you expect from your stars that they're consistent and are, and, and, and are going to give you whatever they're averaging every single night. And then you have a guy like Justin Arn scored 12 points. Like that's 12 points that you might not have gotten. And that just proves not only that the individual is playing well, but the team's playing well. Um, And and things are rolling. And it's the same thing with Kyle. It's the same thing with Kyle. It's the same thing with freaking Trevor Anderson, who had, you know, 10 points or whatever today against Wisconsin. I mean, there's no way that if Brevin Pritzel and Trevor Anderson combine for 30, that they're going to lose ever. Yeah. Just like if Kyle Young and Justin Arnold combine for 25, we're not going to lose probably. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same kind of deal. And and Kyle is the barometer of um, our hustle, um, our toughness. All that stuff is if Kyle it shows up in Kyle's box score sometimes sometimes it doesn't, but you know if Kyle has twelve points like it's not because he made four threes it's because he had three offensive rebounds and two putbacks yeah. and a couple of fast break dunks and it and just I think something. I think
1: a lot of the a lot of the putbacks and a lot of his points come when there's a lot of clutter in the lane and he finds the ball in his hands like when Wesson, when Wesson's taking a lot of threes like today he didn't take a lot but he took four threes. There's not a lot of short rebounds for Kyle Young off of threes, but when Wesson's inside, he can find him better. He he may miss short and Kyle's, like those those offensive those big offensive rebounds don't come for Kyle Young as much as on threes because he really makes a lit uh, shout out threes above high because he really makes a living inside the paint. And another thing I want to say about today's game: small, small silver lining, maybe a bronze lining. I thought E.J. Liddell played pretty well in his minutes that he was in. And I think he could be a valuable asset, definitely, moving forward this season. But definitely his career at Ohio State, I'm very much looking forward to seeing the end product. <laughs> yeah. And today, obviously, such a small sample size. So he just gets in there. He plays hard. Defensive uh, weapon.
0: Yeah. The best part of the game was <laughs> in the last minute when they're like, you know, just like every team, they give their walk-ons the ball and get out of the way. Um, even though it was only like 14 points. Wisconsin's walk-ons are really good players, though. One of them is from um, from our area. Uh, and played high school at Fenwick High School, which is, you know, 30 minutes from us or whatever. And he was a really, really good high school player. So, it's just th- – they they've always had really good players that come in at the end of the game. And today, a guy drove down the lane, DJ Liddell, came over and volleyball spiked it yeah. <laughs> into like the third row. And I looked at my dad and I was like, oh, man, there." – doesn't matter if you're winning by 100 or losing by 100. That is the worst feeling ever. But, yeah, EJ, EJ he's shown some promise. I, you're a very positive guy. I looked at it like he missed, like, four wide-open layups. Yeah. And you just have to, like, if you want to win on the road, you got to shoot. They were, we were, like, two for our first seven in the lane. Like, you can't, can't do that and win.
1: Dwayne Washington also having six points versus, you know, you can't always look at the box score, but. When you're leading scorer in a win against Michigan, or he wasn't leading scorer, Caleb was leading scorer, yeah. right? But he had like 18 or something. Yeah. Like when years. when you're a guy off the bench that scores more than yeah, he normally does in a win, there's obviously gonna, it's it's probably going to be a loss when he scores under eight points on the road. You you need you need Dwayne Washington to step up. You really need him to step up in every game. Realistically, he needs to step up in every game for this team to be really good. But in a game where Caleb's not getting anything going, and no one's really doing a whole lot of scoring, and you don't have D.J. Carton right now. We j- they, they just need a really consistent 12, 10 to 14 points from Dwayne Washington every game, I think, moving forward. And yeah. I think they're either going to get that, and the game's going to be close, or they're not going to get that, and it's going to really fall heavily on the starters to score a lot.
0: Yeah, I I think what the problems that Ohio State has right now, and its problems is such I mean it's only a problem because you know we were so good at the beginning of the year but the problems boil down to inconsistency and and the inconsistency comes from a couple of things i think i think first and foremost you got to look at the two-point field goal percentage because especially when your best player is is your center um a lot of the offense is run through him so um our offense is humming when our two-point field goal percentage is is high so you know obviously when a two co- 2 point field goal percentage is low we don't shoot pull-ups you know this team we don't have guys maybe Dwayne Washington and, and Luther and CJ Walker are the only people that'll shoot a pull-up like maybe Dre but other than that it's layups and threes so the two point percentage is basically layups they're hooks from EJ Kyle and obviously Caleb they're you know mid-range post-up turnaround fadeaways for Caleb you know like the the two point field goal percentage is so important for our offense just because of the personnel that we have, um that is a main reason why I think the offense has been so inconsistent. You got to capitalize on two point field goals. So We obviously, um, you know, you got to shoot well everywhere, but but for us, we have such a huge emphasis on getting into the paint, whether that's paint touches via the drive, the pass, like a backdoor cut, or obvi- obviously a post up. That's probably first and foremost. Um, that's how you know that's how you know when we're playing well is when we're shooting well from two point mm-hmm. um to the from you know two point field percentage I think the other thing is and this is you know very talked about on Twitter i guess these d- these days um people just shoot really well against us from three, and like even today I don't know what they what the final tally was my dad looked up at the three point percentage he was like, oh my God, they're not even shooting fifteen percent from three and I said, dad. Doesn't really matter when you know if you go, f- if you go twenty for sixty, twenty threes is a lot in college basketball. Yeah, like obviously that's not a great percentage. Like today, you know they were like twelve for for like, um, like twenty six or something. He's like, oh my god, that's not even fifty percent. I'm like, that's still pretty darn good. You shoot twenty six, you better make twelve, or else you're probably not in the game. And and they were beating us pretty good at that point. Yeah, so they made twelve. They they um. I, a lot of teams sh- tend to shoot really well against us. I don't know if that's a coincidence. I think it's a coincidence because <laughs> all four years I was at Ohio State, it seemed like guys would come into the shot and shoot really well. We'd go on the road and we'd face the, you know, we went, I remember we went to Maryland and they had their highest scoring game ever. We went to, um, you know, we, the, Cole, the Cole Center today, oh, Wisconsin had their second most threes of the, uh, of the, of the year. We went to, um, what was the other game? We played at Indiana. Uh, Rob and made three threes all year. He made three threes in the first three minutes of the game. Mm -hmm. You know, just stuff like that. Um, There was another game. Like, I remember we played Creighton um, last year at Creighton, and the guy hadn't shot a three all year and made two against us. You know, it's just, like, stuff like that um, just seems to happen. And one thing that we always talk about, um, at least Holman always talks about when we go through personnel is, you know, we say this guy's shooting 22% from three. He's not a three-point shooter, but we can't dare him to shoot, Um, which – Basically means, if you're a Division One basketball player and you have a wide open shot, <laughs> you you better make it because you, you're a Division yeah. One basketball player. Everyone can make a wide open practice jump shot, you know. Like we didn't even like Xavier Simpson last year when he wouldn't even shoot threes. We wouldn't even dare him to shoot because that's a practice shot. And of course, he was banging threes against us, you know, even on Tuesday. Um, but I think it's not from lack of effort. It's not. It's it's probably a lack of detail. Um, you know, you got to be a step faster. You know, if you cut off the guy in the drive, then they're not going to get the one more pass for a wide open three. It's just, it's really, really unfortunate. They had a lot of open threes today. And, like, you know, Pritzel made, like, a 35-footer. And Aleem Ford, we, I, I don't know if he missed one today. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, when all that's, when they're making threes and then you throw the ball down to Reavers, and Reavers, I think, is one of the best bigs in the Big Ten that gets no love at all. It's just like, man, like, and then Brad Davidson hits two step backs. I mean, it's just like, it's all It's hard to. It's hard to to combat that and and good offense always 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 beats good defense. That's just kind
1: know, of a fact. Kind of my last question for you, Joey. Before we get to um. Before we get to our interview with Scooney. so Rutgers is coming off two losses, potentially three. They're down ten
0: at home <laughs> at, at home
1: against Northwestern right now.
0: Uh, they haven't uh, lost at home, right?
1: I don't know. I don't think so, but. They've kind of come back down to earth a little bit, I'd say. Yeah. They they lost at home to St. Bonaventure, but this would be their second home loss. They've come back down to earth a little bit. What do you think the Buckeyes need to do to take care of business at home against Rutgers in a game that, if the season ended after that game, would look like a really good win? Who knows what Rutgers is yeah. going to continue to do the rest of the season. What do you think the Buckeyes need to do to – take care of business in that game. If you could pick one thing from what you've seen lately.
0: Uh, one thing I f- with watching Rutgers this year is they are a very, mo- they're a momentum team. Like, they go on runs. They feed off their crowd at home, especially. They don't play really well on the road. But um, I think one thing that they, they're really, really good with their starting big man. um, The guy with the big hair. Why am I forgetting his name? I know the. I think it's Shaq something no Shaq Carter's their backup Miles uh, Miles something um, he's outstanding he's been awesome but Miles Johnson Miles Johnson when he's in when he's in foul trouble they are not as good so obviously we got to throw the ball to Caleb let him go to work I would love to see Caleb get some early shots or uh, easy shots early not a 10-foot hook a five-foot hook a layup, an up and under, something to just get him going and get his confidence back. Obviously, he's a tremendous player, and he's always confident. But then we got to just – we got to make shots. It would be it just – like, you think about the Villanova game. We came out making shots. We didn't stop. Same with Penn State. We came out making shots. We didn't stop. So, you know, I would love to see um, a guy like Justin Ahrens at least take a couple threes. Like, he didn't even take any today. Yeah. You know, so if I could pick one thing, I think it's establish Caleb early because when Caleb plays well, we win. I just think – being at home, having the home crowd, and and a little home cooking with our rims, our stadium will help help our offensive struggles out a little bit. Even though the offense has been better and over this little win streak that we just came off of, um, but yeah, establish Caleb, get him going, get it, make it easy. Try try and not to fall into Rutgers' trap of of trying to out physical you and make it as as much of a fist fight as possible. I think it's gonna be a fun game. I love Rutgers is awesome. they they're an awesome awesome team. Geo Baker, their best player, comes off the bench now. It's it's fun. It's fun. They, um, I don't think,
1: think it would be terrible to get jump. to I mean, get Dwayne Washington in there as early as possible. Maybe not necessarily start him because the starting lineup is. I think you ride with this starting lineup for potentially the rest of the season. But Dwayne Washington, similar to Caleb, got to get him going because even if he doesn't sustain it for the full game, to get him going early and like you talked about momentum. You never let Rutgers get the momentum, then it could not be put away early. But you could feel good about the game if you. Ohio State does better when they're feeling good about themselves at halftime. That is such a key for all basketball. And today, even though 18 points, whatever, you can come back. Like the game just felt over at halftime. And to come back from 18 points. And right, but it's not. It's not impossible. Holtman's not in the locker room saying this one's over. No, I know. But in locker
0: rooms, where the coach say this was over, it's really been wild stuff. Yeah, at Indiana, we were down like 30 at halftime. Yeah, literally 30, 44. It was uh, it was uh, 54 to to 24, I think. Or Mama? Like, yeah, or like 44 to 14, even like something just insane. And we get in there, and Coach Dickerson walks in and goes, "All right, fellas, now we're not gonna win this game, but we're gonna try and win the second half and like stuff like that." And it's just <laughs> like, man, that is not the pep talk we needed. But, but yeah, I. The Let's only thing the only thing I'll disagree with is, um, you don't have to get Dwayne Washington going. That is like he's gonna get his shots. He's a such a talented offensive guy where he can get his shot whenever he wants to. It seems so. It's just it's just he needs to get going. That's yeah, what I yeah. meant. He yeah, needs just, to get himself going. Yeah, he'll be fine. He's a confident yeah. dude. He it stinks a little bit that Holtman's philosophy is is if you're if you're screwing up on defense, like I can't can't keep you in there. I gotta until you learn. And and Dwayne has some defensive lapses, and it's ca- and it causes him some minutes. And I know that's frustrating, but in the long run, it'll benefit him. And he knows that. As frustrating as in the game, but he's a ta- he's as talented as a guy as we have on this team. And and I'm excited um, to see him moving forward because I think today was a little bit of a wake up call, just to basically tell the team that this that their shit doesn't their shit still stinks. Mm-hmm. You know, they they went on a three game winning streak. They're not all the way back. They're mm-hmm. close. You know, and and I'm happy for this team. I'm excited for this team. It this one this one loss is not going to define the second half of the season. We're you know, it's a big week this week, so we'll see I what we made of after this week. Let's
1: get to Scooney. Great interview. His interview is brought to you by Threes Above High. If you're not going to the Rutgers game, go watch it at Threes Above High. Best atmosphere. David Dobrik loves it. I don't even know if he ever ended up going that one yeah. time, but Threes Above High. Check it out. They're a sponsor of ours. We love them. Next time we're in Columbus together, we'll be grabbing a drink there. You guys should be watching your games there. All right, Scooney Penn, buckle up, drive the lane. All right, we now welcome on to the Drive the Lane podcast, current assistant coach for the Memphis Grizzlies, Scooney Penn. Scooney, first question for you. Do you even know who's on your team right now?
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Um Things got a little bit uh just some changes but for the most part you know I know who's on our team right now.
0: Scoon, I you know I miss you more than anything in the world we got to talk a little bit Ohio State hoops before we dive into the Grizzlies um Let's without, do it. What, without me on the team did you expect them to be this good at the beginning and then to to drop off the face of the earth how, how much attention have you been paying to the team?
2: Oh, you know, you know how I am with Ohio State. I pay all the attention. But yeah, that's it, yep. it happened exactly like I knew it would. You know why? Because missing a guy like you and the fire and the enthusiasm, um, <laughs> the joy you bring through the dog days, like, is missed. And there's not another Joey Lane. So it's only right that they had some slip-ups. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's a great way to start this interview. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And for those of <laughs> I think – I think I've told the story on the podcast, but when I came my senior year of high school to visit, quote unquote, Ohio State and go to a game, I was sitting next to no one other than Scooney Penn, Ohio State Hall of Famer, and Greg Oden, Ohio State Hall of Famer. Do you, I, we talked about it all the time. You remember, you remember that, right?
2: I remember as day. I remember the whole time sitting there talking to you. We talked about Jalen Brunson because that was the connection right away, who we just got done playing yeah. um, last night in Dallas. And then I t- you told me about the relationship you had with him, and then next thing I knew, you were at Ohio State. And so were you. Yeah, yeah, in due time I was, no doubt.
0: Yeah, it was so funny. I remember um, Holtman saying, all right, guys, we're uh, we're going to introduce uh, Scooney here. Do any of you guys know Scooney? And everyone was, I mean, like JT and Caden knew you and stuff. Um, and I was like, hell yeah, I know Scooney. He was with me on my visit. So it's all coming full circle. And yeah, you had a good
2: visit.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable.
1: So a little bit more about uh, about this team right now. What do you what do you like in? What do you not like in? What do you think they need to do to kind of finish the season strong and build momentum heading into the
2: postseason? Um, you know, I know they went through some rough patches. Uh, I like the way they've come together the last couple of games. Uh, we've all heard about what's going on with DJ Carton. Um, you know, I think the young man will be just fine. But that just shows you the strength of that team and the staff that this team has come together and been playing really good basketball lately um, in a very tough conference. You know, right now, I think the Big Ten has like 11 or 12 teams that possibly could make it into the tournament. And uh, every night is a dogfight, as you know, in the Big Ten. And the guys have handled it well. Uh, I think what they definitely need to improve on is finding ways to score. That's in Achilles' heel. They've been able to stop teams, hold them to, you know, 60 points. And if you hold teams 60 points, most of the time you should win. Uh, But we've been struggling scoring. You know, Caleb had a big game the other night. Uh, You need a guy like Dwayne Washington, who we know can fill it up in a hurry to come along, and, and, and he played well last game at Michigan. So, you know, as time goes on, I know they'll get it right. They'll be able to score some baskets, and that should help out, you know, defensively because it's hard to make stop after stop after stop and not score any baskets.
1: After now being in, the, uh, in an NBA locker room for a little while, are there any players on Ohio mm-hmm. State that you see and you're like, you know what, that guy's got some NBA potential?
2: Um, there's a few. You know, um, definitely there's guys with NBA talent. You know, DJ Cardi being one of them with his speed and athleticism. Um, you know, you look at a kid like Gaffney who's very young with his length. Um, then Dwayne Washington, a kid who can score at a very high level there's a number of guys but again this level is very different um you have to be able to play a role and you got to do your role very well and everyone wants to be in the league so if any of these guys on the current roster at ohio state want to get on this level they got a long way to go
0: what do you think the most realistic ceiling is moving forward for for this team whether it's how far they get in that big 10 tournament in the ncaa tournament what, what do
2: you think uh the team ceiling is um, I think I think it's pretty high, you know. I think they get together and, and you know have a good one at the end of the season. I think they can make some to- some noise in the Big Dance. I I expect them to make the NCAA tournament for sure. Um, I think the Big Ten tournament is going to be wide open, and they have a chance, especially some veteran guys like Caleb and Kyle Young who've been there. You know, you have Dwayne and Luther now in their sophomore year. Um, they they have a chance to make some noise and and, and and, and have a pretty good run.
1: So now that you're in Memphis, I mean, Kyle Young is the is the definition of grit and grind.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think uh, Memphis will just be all over him, obviously. <laughs> obviously, he's probably not going to be walking through any doors into the NBA, but he is grit and grind to the max.
2: He is. That's that's his role, and he plays the profession. Um, you know, my, my, my assessment of this team is, you know, Kyle is the heart and soul of it. Yeah. He does all the dirty work, which he's done, you know, since he arrived on campus. And uh, he's, a, he's a crowd favorite. He's personally one of my favorites. I always love, you know, Kyle being around. His biggest thing is staying healthy. He stays healthy. He plays well.
0: It's funny how, how Jay Sean Tate-like he is, where they don't have similar games, you know, obviously. But not only could J- – it was hard for JT to stay healthy. He was obviously the mm-hmm. heart and soul of our team. He plays super hard, and neither one of them can really make threes or free throws. So it's like a – it's a perfect uh, comparison, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. JT <laughs> left, and then Y comes in and does basically the same thing. But, uh, you know, JT was missed when he left. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and He's awesome. He's having a good career so far. I expect to see him on this level one day.
0: I think so, too. I think uh, he, he's got something that not very many basketball players have, just that it factor whether and it makes up for yeah. for a lot of a lot of skill-based things maybe you know like we you see lottery picks fizzle out every single year he he it's impossible for him to fizzle out you know
2: Yes he'd be fine he'd be really fine he's going to have a good pro career
1: Have you had the uh, conversation with the higher-ups at the Grizzlies about bringing him over to Memphis
2: <laughs> Well JT signed so quick with the team overseas it was hard to have the conversation but the head coach really loves JT because he had JT when he was in Milwaukee, before he had a, uh, I think he broke his finger. Right. Um. And, and and Taylor absolutely loved JT. Um. He definitely would have been a guy that could have came to camp possibly, but um. You know we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. But I just hope JT lands in league one day because that's his dream.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I I remember I'm I'm friends with JT's agent, and when when uh the Memphis. When, when the, the current coach got the job, I was like, "Oh no way, that's the guy that loves JT." And then, boom! Look at this. And then you come there, and it's like, who knows? Maybe the stars are aligned. But that's not that's neither here nor there. But we can. I feel like it's a good transition. Yeah, we got time for that. Yeah, exactly. I feel like we should move on to to your squad, um, the Grizzlies. Possibly, definitely the surprise of the West, if not the surprise of the NBA. You did you see this coming
2: this fast for this for this young team? Um, we didn't have a staff. Neither did anyone else, um, but we'll take it. you know we understand it can change quick, but uh, but, but we have a good group of guys. The reason why we've been successful was our guys play hard first and foremost, and second, we've always had a good locker room, and that makes up a lot. You know you know how that goes being inside a locker room with good guys that get along with each other. that helps the court play, and that's what we've had and that's helped us be successful. It doesn't hurt to have a guy like John Moran, who's an unbelievable rookie, and, you know, Jaron Jackson, who's coming to his own in his second year, and then Brandon Clark, another rookie, De'Anthony Melton, another rookie. You know, we we have some good young pieces, and they've been playing well.
0: Do you ever give uh, Jaron shit about when we 30-piece them at home when they're the number one team?
2: Oh, all the time. All the time. Right away. Right away. I, I give it to them all the time. So when we meet up here soon... You know, there's someone on the line because, uh, you know, football, you know, we handled our business. Right. And I think we'll do the same in basketball.
0: It's so funny. I still have a video of my when he fouled Kata and won something like that. And he put his hands on his head and was freaking out because it was his fourth foul. And I, like, mimicked him as and walked up the bench with him as he was walking to his bench. I'm going to have to find that video and send it to, mm-hmm. send it to you because it's really funny. Yeah.
2: Oh, please send it to me because yeah. I will give it to him yeah. so he can check it out and see how we whipped their ass when we played them in our gym.
1: Yeah, he can. Then he can come on the show and defend himself. After.
2: <laughs> oh, he would. He would definitely do that. But he, there's not much he can defend. The loss is a loss. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we'll be, we'll be, uh, we'll be down and around the All Star festivities next weekend. So maybe we'll run into him before the uh, Rising Stars game and give him a little shit.
2: You please do so. I think he would like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, running
0: running him down like, wait, 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 wait. We're Scootie's friends. It's all right. It's yeah, all we right. don't <laughs> want a picture. We
1: just want to make fun of you for <laughs> Ohio State beating you by 30 that one time.
2: Oh, he'll get a kick out of that. That's the kind of personality he has. Great kid. Uh, love being around him. So
1: when – I, I mean, this was, feels like hours ago. When the stuff kind of started going down with – with Igadala, do you guys have a conversation with the players like, hey, don't go to social media, hey, don't do this, or you kind of just step no, back and let that. adults it, be adults?
2: It, it, yeah, you step back, let adults be adults. The business part handles itself. We as coaches, we do our job coaching and all that. works itself out. Um, that's just the way the business rolls, and, uh, you know, I think it worked out pretty well.
0: And if I know you well enough, Scooney, you were fired up when you saw what Dylan Brooks said, right?
2: Oh, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, he, he likes to talk shit. So that was a good one.
0: That was it was. So good. it
2: was a really good one.
0: The first thing I thought about was, oh, man, Scooney might have told him to, said that, to say that.
2: No, nah, I, I, I wouldn't tell him to do that. That's on his own. It is funny. That fun- young man did it on his own merit.
0: I think it is funny that there's such a huge difference between monitoring people on social media. Obviously, in the NBA, they're adults, and you'd be silly to try and, you know, corral them and stuff. Uh, whereas Coach yeah. Peto would always tell me what <laughs> to delete tweets and stuff and I'd be like, you know, like, come on man, it's funny. Like just relax. Yeah, it, it's know? different.
2: Yeah. grown men, making a lot of money, you can't tell them what to do.
0: Exactly.
1: You can be you can be honest with us because not that many people listen to this. There was a little bit of a sigh of relief when he when Iggy got traded to Miami and you saw that there was no Heat Grizzlies matchup left on the schedule, right?
2: <laughs> no, not at all. I would not I wouldn't I wouldn't have cared if there was to be honest with you um but uh, it didn't work out that way and good for him i guess because um, our guys wanted that smoke so i'll tell you that
0: oh i can only imagine i think th- it, for those of you that that haven't really watched the grizzlies which obviously we have a huge ohio audience um and there's not many grizzly games to watch this not only is the team doing super well they're insanely fun to watch because they are a group of guys who are Studs and guys who were passed up and stuff. So it's a it, it's an incredible combo. and There's no doubt that they would have came out and tried to to, to murder Iguodala.
2: Yeah, he would have, he would have felt it. And, and you know, we it's tough. You know, he's a great pro. Nothing bad shit about Iggy. It, it was business at the end of the day, and and it's all worked out now, so it's fine.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it did it did work out to you know his benefit and definitely your guys' benefit because you guys got some great some more young talent to go with your. Great young core, so I think you guys are set for, exactly. to, for a little bit to, to be competitive, that's for sure.
1: Last last uh, yes, question we are. Last question for me, because I know you're busy. Uh, <laughs> is Valanciunas the most underrated player in the league?
2: No, definitely not, but he's good, <laughs> though. He can play, but definitely not the most underrated.
0: Okay, who's the hardest going into a game? Who's the hardest guy that you guys have to game plan for? Whether that's toughest matchup, whatever uh, that might be.
2: Um, I don't know. That can vary. I mean, I guess every night there's going to be one. So, um, just got to figure it out. Giannis is one, for sure. LeBron is another one. So, you know, there's Kawhi. There's a bunch of them. And Jalen. Kyrie. Um, No, not even. <laughs> but he's good, though. It's but funny. he's good, though. I like him.
0: It's funny you said... um. Giannis and LeBron, because we have a TV out in the background and they're doing their little draft um, for the All-Star game. And they picked, Mm -hmm. Giannis picked all Eastern Conference guys and LeBron picked all Western Conference guys, at least for the starters. So there's no point in having a draft. It should be a fun one. It'll be fun. It should be fun. LeBron's team is incredible. I've never
2: been. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, hopefully we get uh, Ja and or Jaron in that game next year.
2: And, uh, uh, i think so
0: yeah, i I mean john morant is just he's much wa- must watch television though so i mean he's he he's incredible and i don't have to tell you that but
1: if the grizzlies were much watched television before with with you being on the sidelines they're definitely must watch television <laughs> now
2: <laughs> yeah whatever joey <laughs> yeah,
0: that wasn't me that wasn't me <laughs>
2: Uh Oh, he's been around you long enough. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's
0: why he said that. I know. I'm rubbing off on him. That's my fault. All right, Scoon, before we let you go, you got any questions for us?
2: Man, I just want to know how he puts up with you every day.
1: (laughs) You know what this guy guy said the other day? You know what this guy said the other day? What's that? He said that that there's not a single athlete in the world that can beat him in every single sport. Uh,
2: one, nine, cheese things. Um, I, he might be right. I don't know about that, but we've had this conversation. Scootie. But you have to understand, maybe not all sports, but just say it doing everything. So I had this conversation with someone. Exactly. He might be in checkers, or it could be chess, it could be, it could be I don't know, dice or whatever. You're so, so you're
0: well, But if you me, you're so right. You're spot on. So, yeah, so,
2: so yeah, so I got to So yeah, so I give it to Joe. He might be right in that
0: sense. me you. You rubbed off on me because if we had this – guys, we, if for everyone listening, me and Scooney probably argued about something every single day. But if Definitely. I, I would have said to you, Scooney, there's no way that there's someone – like Steph Curry, for example, because obviously he's a great basketball player. He's a great golfer. He's just a great athlete. I still think there's something that, mm-hmm. that I could beat him in, just like I'm sure you feel the same way, right? So
2: it's easy. Oh, 100%. And I agree with you. So, yeah, we, we, right, we right on that. Yes. Thank we you. agree for sure.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: No. That's great to hear. <laughs> no but then no, i don't have no questions at all man i'm just happy you're doing what you're doing and um i can say i was on there way back when because oh, yeah. it's gonna blow up one day so exactly. uh, absolutely keep pushing the needle
1: i'll answer one of the questions for you that i know is in your head we'll happily have john ja jaren on in a in a combo episode whenever whenever they want i know you were gonna ask. all right
2: cool that works Yeah, I was definitely going to ask that. You got to do
0: that. All right, Scooney, You're the man. Thank you. Good luck the rest of the season. I'll see you soon.
2: All right. Take care, fellas. All
0: right, buddy. Peace.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Drive the Lane podcast. As we mentioned in the intro, please buy our shirts. We would love it if you do, and you would love it if you do. Great Valentine's Day gift. Speaking of love, head to highstreettees.com/dtl and use our promo code DTL15 to get those shirts. Hopefully, next time we talk to you, Ohio State will not have had another loss. But there's yeah, no guarantees week. in the Big Ten. Big
0: week, big and there's week. no
1: guarantees in the world of college basketball.
0: We I, we got. I don't know if we have to win both, but man, if we don't win both, that would be like dang. It would
1: be like, yeah. Dang, we we've dang, always kind of said like twenty wins because of the beginning of the season they had is getting this team into the tournament. That's four and four for the rest of the season. Doable.
0: Oh my god. So okay, because we have. I can tell you, I can tell you some of the wins that we're gonna have off the top of my head, even though I know I went through it last time and just said every game was a win. Yeah, <laughs> but I was kind of right, wasn't I? I kind of right. right. Kind of right. I think. Um. I think that at Iowa is going to be tough. Yeah. at Iowa tough, but at Nebraska, hopefully it'll be a win at Michigan state. It'll be tough at Michigan. Say we're not going to win
1: home versus Illinois. It, it, will be tough. Yeah. Just home like versus Maryland tough. will be maybe uh, but, tough, but, but, but uh, those there's are definitely winnable. four. There's four wins I, on here. Yeah.
0: If if we win these two home games, then you guys can all take a deep sigh of relief because, because that, that goes a long way. These yeah. two home games. So yeah, we, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully you guys are buying our shirts. Um, uh, we, we're enjoying doing this whole all-star weekend is this weekend for, um, for us out here in Chicago. So hopefully we can get some fun guys, um, that are in town for all-star weekend. We're working on that. Um, I'm giving a small shout out to maybe our biggest fan. <laughs> all right. Interacts with us
1: on Twitter all the time. If you listen to the end of this, uh, tweet us again, tweet us again, Josh Schaffner, big fan. We appreciate all the love and support from you, man. We wanted to give you a shout out. Uh, yeah,
0: thanks and, for being a big fan.
1: Thanks to all our fans, yeah. but Josh Schaffner, you are the best
0: fan. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see, what else? Oh, yeah, I, uh, I I have my Team USA stuff this weekend, so... Um, we'll have I, an
1: update for you on that next week.
0: Yeah, I feel really under the weather the past, like, four days and haven't worked out a lot, um, so I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> but but uh, it's all right. I'll get back on the grind tomorrow. Um, Buckle up? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just right now... If you guys are still listening to this, shout out to me because I'm really tired.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we need to go to
0: bed. This is not a, you know, I do it for you guys, you know. I get out of bed for you guys for the Drive the Lane. We should give our fans a nickname. The Lanes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure it out before next episode. Buckle up. Drive the Lane. Hope you enjoyed the Oscars.